What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special holiday edition of the Beer League. Nobody holiday seems, edition. Nobody seems very excited about that. I mean, it's our, it's our <laughs> Christmas episode. I was getting out of the chimney. <laughs> it's our Christmas episode. I mean, I have no energy left from all the Christmas planning and and, and wrapping and shopping and shenanigans. Well, on the bright side, this is you don't need any energy to drink. Uh, I guess that's technically true. So but you do need you do need energy to drink like more than two beers. So does that mean like if anyone gets a perfect score instead of the uh, instead of the burp, 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 <laughs> I I kind of hate you right it's just now. Just jingle bells always at the ready around here. <laughs> that's that's what you get for having a wife who has way too many decorations in her basement. <laughs> she already had th- those came with the house. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, we used to just terrorize Christina for her decorations and now <laughs> <laughs> Hey, give us some decorations. I mean, we're, you know, we don't need decorations. We've got festive beer. You know, and we're not going to waste any time. Uh, we're just going to get into it first on this special Christmas episode of the Beer League. We're doing you can't catch me gingerbread ale from Concha Hawken Brewing Company. Okay, so <clears throat> this one is Conchi six point two percent alcohol by volume. It's an ale with gingerbread. Um, <laughs> it's an ale brewed with Belgian candy sugar. Ginger snap cookies, a blend of spices, and Belgian-style yeast. So I'm expecting it to be kind of sweet, malty-ish, like a Belgian ale typically would be. Now, now they did um, the seasoning. The Irvin's ginger snap too, right? Or Ivan's. Ivan's. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling did. you. Do you think they use the same ginger snaps? Possibly. Why wouldn't you, right? If it's there. Yeah, I mean, if you've already got them in there. Wow, I got a lot ahead on that. Whoops. I think it's just a heady beer. E, that it is. I definitely get the malt, like right off the bat. Yeah. It's a very noticeable malt build. Ooh. Is that the malt or is that the yeast strain? It's probably a little bit of both. Uh, malt will give you the sweetness. The yeast will usually give you the uh, kind of either it, it, spice or like almost <laughs> banana, like we talked about uh, with me liking... Uh, Liking Belgian rather than banana, it reminds me a little bit of a farmhouse ale, but with all the extra seasonings. Hmm. Seasonings greetings. There's a lot of seasonings in here. Uh, I'm definitely smelling it. I can smell the spices. They don't come through as strong as I'd want them to, which I think was the same note that I had for the Ivan's uh, spiced wafer. The spice wafer ale. Well, um, and you would think with more seasonings in this specifically, it would come through a little better. Yeah, but I feel like it almost like the maltiness like mellows out like the ginger snappiness. That's what mm-hmm, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's it's the it's the sweet maltiness that's kind of pulling it back a little but bit. But it is, and very I like f- it because yeah. it's malty. Well, it's supposed to be gingerbread, not ginger snaps, so it needs to be a little more true. mellow. True, 
very true. I'm not getting as much of the molasses as I was hoping. Was it molasses or what did you say? It was a brown Bel- sugar. It's Belgian candy sugar. Belgian candy sugar. They went full <laughs> Belgian. Belgian, <laughs> Belgian sugar, uh, Belgian malt build. And well, they didn't say the, the malt build, that? but I'm assuming they would stick with a Belgian malt build. I don't know what that is. Uh, Belgian Wait, candy sugar see, is almost like uh, if you ever if you ever went to like Tivana or one of the fancy tea stores, they sell like it looks like rock candy, but it's like brown. So I'm gonna throw it out there that if you are drinking it and you let it touch like the back of your tongue or like the middle of the back, it tastes completely different than if you just let it hit the very tip of your tongue when you drink it. I get that. Okay, trying to tip. Get a little bit more. It's like right on the tip of your tongue, you get a little bit more of that like ginger to it, and it it's very full bodied, so you get like you hold on to that flavor enough to really like process it. Yeah, it also tastes a little more um, cooked, more burnt on the back. Yeah, caramelized, whatever. That's make it make it a nice word, you know. (laughs) It didn't sound like you were saying it like a negative. No, it, no, it just tastes like it's more like it almost dark seems heavier. like yeah. roasty. Yeah, 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 roasted. There we go, <laughs> roasted, not burnt. <laughs> My mind just goes to like this I knew is that burned. this was the situation where this you weren't burnt using like a negative, coffee. So. <laughs> this is this is on fire. Um, <laughs> it's burnt to ash and <laughs> drinking I, coal. I don't know if you guys will understand where I'm coming from. This tastes boozy in the right way. It smells boozy. It does smell. It smells way more boozy than it is. But it, it tastes six point two percent. It tastes boozy in the right way, like it's it's that Belgian, like malty boozy type thing, as opposed to just like a barrel age where it's just whiskey in the back of your throat, which I don't like. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. This, this is different. This isn't this is burning slightly heavier. The top of syrupy, my stomach as it goes like, down. Good. I, this is this is the type of beer that I like this time of year. I love my Belgian triples. I do enjoy and, syrupy. I mean, this would be more like a Belgian double. If even that, because of the ABV. Yeah, it's not but, super strong compared to... But it still has that malty sweetness. It has all of those aspects that I like. It doesn't taste like banana, though. <laughs> no. But that's, that's, no. Pro- that's probably the ginger that, snap though. in there. That's probably better in, in something billed as a gingerbread yeah, 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 cookie. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I like it. It's There are places it could hit better, but as an overall beer, it's pretty solid yeah, does, does it does it mm, see now you keep thinking about it you, you keep really, saying words well christian made me think because it is built as a gingerbread and not a ginger snap <laughs> so the ginger snap on the side of the can like saying that that's what they made it with throws me off a bit so i'm expecting more of that ginger bite but as a gingerbread hmm, it's it's almost there almost there it's almost there it's good enough. For, for gingerbread, I want a little more of that brown sugar taste, that little hint of molasses. I get that, yeah. And I, I don't think uh, the, the Belgian way of doing it is is doing that particular part justice. Yeah, I think when we had the, the last gingerbread thing, I think we we don't have a whole lot of gingerbread stuff on the show because the holidays only come once a year. But um, I think the last gingerbread thing I really remember was Guinness's gingerbread stout from last year holiday mm-hmm. season yeah. and that was that was an, an ass kicker just <laughs> spice bomb as as we call them as it's said yeah that was I a lot i still don't think it's a bad <clears throat> beer but uh you guys want to start school brian you haven't even said anything yet really have you no i said a few things but um 
No, I think that I would kind of give it like a completely different score if I just like drank it like I was like drinking a regular beer or if I like, you know, really tasted it on the front of my tongue and tried to, yeah. you know, and really extracted those flavors. It, I think it's really good. And for something that's like a little more on the desserty side, I feel like it's a very easy drinker. Like it's like, like it's a full body, but it's not heavy, heavy mm-hmm. where you'd get like that kind of like stout or something. I like that it's desserty. It has those flavors, but it's still like light enough where I wouldn't like feel like I had like a full belly when I, you know, I'm finished. Yeah. I feel that. Um, yeah. That's another one. Some of the heavier ones make me feel full immediately off of a two ounce pour. This one, <laughs> Yeah, not so much. You guys want to start doing some scores? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a. See, it would be a three point five if I was going off the back of the tongue, but since I can extract all those flavors on the front, I'm gonna go with that score. I'm gonna go with a four on this. Um, I think it's good. I like the fact that it's light, and you guys know that I'm a day drinker is pretty high for me. Um, so I think this would be an awesome like fall day drinker right out by the fire pit. You could just go for it because you're not like sitting there like feeling full. So uh, on the icky, I'd give this like an eight. You could definitely crush this. And at a six point two, that's a that's a pretty good icky. <laughs> oh, six point two! I didn't even listen. <laughs> I didn't even listen. <laughs> so six point two, make that a nine. <laughs> uh, AJ, um, I'm gonna give it a three. Because uh, usually with stuff that's more roasted, I don't like it. It ends up tasting more like coffee or something. But this kind of still tasted like what the spices were supposed to be. And again, in season, I can I can like drink this a little more. I think that's the benefit of building it on an ale and not a stout or a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less of that coffiness that kind of kills everything yeah. for some people. And it's funny that Brian says that this could be like a day drinker. I've had the like exact opposite thought. Like this is like a nightcap. This is um end of the night. There's actually one restaurant in Center City that I'm specifically thinking of that has a lot of wood staircases, a uh, big fireplace on their top floor that I could see myself drinking this at at the end of the night after I've had the hard liquor. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this icky. I'm going to give it a six. Uh, I could drink it, but it's like it's not my favorite taste. Still not bad. Yeah, it's not awful. Christian. <clears throat> um, so for me, I definitely don't consider this like a desserty beer. It's not that sweet tasting to me. Um, no matter which part of my tongue I put it on, I I like um, getting a little more of those seasonings out of that. So I, I I'm happy about that. But um, I can't get away from this like. There's this little bit of funk that I, I associate with um, like farmhouse ales or beers that have been brewed with like, you know, an, an interesting, f- like a, yeah, like a wildly cultivated yeast or like we got uh, a yeast strain from locally sourced rutabagas. Um, I've, I've had a few, few beers like that. And, and it's always been like, huh, that's, that brings something interesting to the table. Um, but overall, I think it is well implemented and and decent. I'm going to give it a three point five. Um, icky wise, I don't see myself like crushing this, but it's not like objectionable. Uh, I'm just going to go middle of the road. Uh, market a five on the the crushability index. Um, I can I can see this is it's I can see pieces of everyone's 
uh, thoughts here. Everyone's thought processes. They all make sense to me. Like, for a fall-winter type beer, I can see this being a day drinker. But I can also see enjoying this as a nightcap. Like... There's there's a little bit of everything for everyone here. You know what I mean? This is this can this could be a crowd pleaser. Um and for me the thing that it hits hardest with is the fact that it's pretty close to a Belgian. Um as close as it's going to get to a Belgian without being an actual Belgian, I guess. I think that the only thing that knocks points for me is um the fact that it says gingerbread and I'm not getting enough. But again, this is me you know, nitpicking at little things. I like my ginger. We've talked about this a million times. I like that spice. I like all that stuff. So, uh, but even, even that being said, it's not going to knock it too much. I'm going to give it, I'm going to go four. I think it's, I think it's a well done beer. I think it could hit a little higher for me, but at the same time, it could be way worse. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a four. Uh, as far as crushability goes, I think I'm there with you, Brian. I think I can go at eight on this. Like, it's a beer that you could put away fairly easily. For a beer that's 6.2 and a beer that's a winter, supposed to be like heavy, warmer type thing, you could do some damage with this thing. So, yeah, I'll, I'll match your scores at a four and an eight. So next up, uh, without wasting too much time, you know, it's the holidays. We all got to get back to our families, even though we don't really want to. <laughs> Um, next up is another one of our friends, Ship Bottom. It's their Abominable Snow Monster Ale. So, this one is a, hmm, I guess it's an I was ale, afraid right? of the Abominable Snow Monster when I was a kid. It is an ale. So, like, it's, I would get to that part of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, one. Like, ah! Are you guys, first of all, this Abominable Snow Monster is cool as fuck. He's surfing on a snow wave. Uh, you guys ready for this? You guys ready for this one again? What am I? Ready Are we for? double digits? This okay. is an ale brewed with honey and sugar plums. Didn't we oh, just yeah. have this conversation that we don't know what the fuck a sugar plum is? Yeah. yeah what the hell is a sugar plum? Yeah, we we plum. read the explanation. We didn't get any closer <laughs> no. because it doesn't necessarily need to be a plum. So uh, it's an ale brewed with honey, sugar plums. I'm assuming these ones are actual plums though. Uh, figs and cherries. <laughs> so this one is ten percent. Alcohol by volume. Oh Jesus! So sign me up. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I don't want to. Uh, uh, we're not, you know, just drinking this now, so I don't know too much here. This is kind of coming off almost like their version of a Mad Elf, Rudolph, Elf thing. Which like everyone's got to have one now. And you know what? Or something that eats Rudolphs. That's true. Um, I'm excited for this just because I do like those. Again, they're kind of Belgian type beers, so I'm digging that. And also, it's Ship Bottom. When does Ship Bottom go wrong? Yeah, I'm excited we found this because I saw it at the festival right next to the gingerbread, but I just couldn't resist having gingerbread on yeah, tap. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get back yeah. to that. And then I got stuck behind a table. And then we did not get back so to I it. So I never got back to this. this. So I'm excited we found it. The little blurb says, allowing the abominable snow monster to brew with us was quite an adventure. He loaded this brew with honey figs, sugar plums, cherries, and all the grain he could throw in the kettle. Combining all these ingredients with a spicy Belgian yeast, actually it says Belgium yeast, gotta know how to read here, buddy, develops a complex ale that is perfect for the holidays. So these come in four packs of one one pint cans, and they're 10% alcohol by volume. The can art is a lot of fun. Like I said, it's 
it's uh, like a abominable snow monster surfing. And it's also, does anybody remember what his name was? Um, Yukon Cornelius. That's it. Yukon Cornelius <laughs> in the back. Like he's real tiny in the back. You can see him. Well, well done, Christian. Wow. Well done. That, is that, that's is that because you kind of look like there. him? Hmm? Said, so is that because you kind of look like him? No, no. I, I actually, I know someone who looks <laughs> the, even more the, the like him. Reddish beard, you know. And we'd always make fun of him. Um, but no, I was actually getting ready to say Yukon Cornelius would be pleased because uh, that's pretty funny. This this abominable is, yeah, I I like this. This is good. I'm trying to get all like off the nose before I drink, and it's just like it's just very roasty malt. That's all yeah, you. It just, all you smell. it just smells like beer. But I can taste the fruit. It's just the right amount of sweetness. Like a lot of times, this in, is not so sweet that I'm like, oh, this is a dessert beer. I got to save that it for thing's ten percent. Like, yeah, that's disgusting. I should also point out that uh, that's so good. It is a very similar color. To the Mad Elf type beers, it's that yeah. ruby red brown, like real pretty. Uh, doesn't look super viscous, well, I guess eh, a little nah, bit. No, not not as viscous as some of those other. Not very leggy stuff. No, it's not very leggy. Is it dank though? <laughs> I don't know, but what, no. what I was gonna say is that <laughs> I totally forget what dank ta- means. Like, I'm gonna be doesn't honest. Doesn't smell like moss. In a lot of the elves and other holiday type beers that are in this style. You lose the the cherries, you lose the fruit in them, and I think adding figs and sugar plums and stuff adds a little little extra brightness. Yeah, I don't know if I actually taste the cherries or just some other things around it that are lifting it up. It's it's something something slightly tart and fruit like that adds a boost to the flavor profile. I think it's it's a pleasant change from those, and I, it's it's got to be the the addition of extra fruit, right? Like. Most of those, like I know Madoff is usually just cherries and honey and, and malt and stuff. And this has all that extra fruit. So I, I would think that that's what's helping brighten this up just, in, just enough to kind of like, I could drink more. Madoff, man, I could drink like three a year. Which <laughs> always sucks because I buy, I've bought a case like five times in my life. A and case. they're $70 cases almost. And those cases last yeah, because you don't fucking learn. Well, that's I you're also supposed now. to put like three of them in the basement. Well, that's what we did last year, and we still haven't gone back for them. We didn't do that. That's going to end up being a two-year <laughs> fucking anniversary. I mean, we'll probably crack those at the very last minute and like run a little TikTok thing. Like, hmm, how is this aged? This sucks. It's actually we, funny because we have one aged that's not in the fridge, and one that's been aged in the fridge for the entirety of the time. That's oh, true. God. Yeah. Got to drink it warm like the British. Or we compare it. I, I definitely <laughs> don't think I'd drink it like super cold. Like maybe bring it out of the fridge. Whatever the, the temperature this is at. form on it. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> this is good. This one's probably reached the top of my, my list for these holiday type heavy things that would make me hate spending time with my family less. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you said, you know, you can have like maybe three Mad Elves a year. I think I could have two of these in an evening maybe even three if it was a particularly rough evening and i think it might just be that extra little bit of brightness that makes it not feel as heavy and i don't mean heavy in alcohol content i mean heavy in like viscosity and syrupiness that a lot of those like i know mad elf it gets heavy on you you feel it on the way down it's like you're pouring maple syrup down your throat Yikes. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get the viscosity of the honey there. But yeah, this, this is not is... this is not a knock on any of those beers. Don't interpret that as such. I oh like, no. I like them all. So you you've heard us. I mean yeah. we, we said it last year. They're all delicious. This one I 
I really like that they went the fig route and didn't just go the cherry route. Um, you still get that tartness. Um, you almost get like a pseudo cherry tartness to it, but with the fig, I think it balances really well. And I think that that, al- that almost lightens up the flavor as opposed to like, you know, like bringing it into that like maraschino, like yeah. bringing in the syrupiness. Yeah, the, the sugary fake sweetness type thing. I can see that. Do we know if these come in four packs or six packs? I believe it's four. <laughs> I, so that's what I said, so I'm hoping I'm correct. And I would assume okay. in that's, a that's, 16 ounce can at this ABV, it would probably yeah. Be that's probably to keep you from seeing actual sugar plums. <laughs> I feel like it's hitting me. The alcohol. Yeah, mm. with this 10. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I haven't really eaten anything all day. Uh, but I'm just like kind of sitting here listening to everyone. And, uh, Brian's tree is looking real fun. <laughs> I'm just getting lost in the lights a little bit. It has 163 light functions. <laughs> and all of them are on display right now. Uh, it's I, on multi Hang on. Y'all got to shut up because I got to see every single one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, before you get lost in the sauce again, God. do you like this beer? Because I feel like this is beer one of those that beer. could hit or miss. No, it's definitely a beer. But this is one that could hit or miss for you. So, No. Mm. This is not this is not doing it. And it's not like it's not like a fault of the process of making it or anything. It is just the flavors that are in this were not really suited to what I was gonna like in the first place. Yeah, I don't think you were huge on the Mad Elves and all that last year. No. I I think the only one that you were big on was the Mad Elf Grand Crew. The big Oh, the Grand Crew was incredible. Super cherry (laughs) and the big one. Uh (laughs) one of one of the problems when we started this was that um I taste things I don't like, even, no matter how subtle they are. So one of the problems I've always had with alcohol is that no matter how little alcohol is in something, uh, I taste it and it burns and I don't like it. This, uh, something with the cherries and something is really coming through. And I'm just not a, I'm not a, I'm not a cherry fan. Just like Brian's not a chocolate fan. That doesn't, that definitely doesn't help. Um, well, you know, I, I knew it was going to be a hit or miss thing for yeah. you, but you, you at least said it's not in the fault of making the beer, so you're at least learning to be objective about those things. <laughs> yeah, you know? Never make fucking shit with cherries. It doesn't work. You're at least learning to kind of be like, I can understand why this beer is good for everybody else, but... yeah. Now you know how I make it through <laughs> stout season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so let's run some scores then. Brian, what are you thinking on this guy? This is really freaking good. Um, I can't believe it's 10%. Uh, I would say it would be at around a seven if I had to just guess off taste. Um, I'm going to go with a 4.5 on this. This is definitely one of my like favorite. Like if I needed to just drink one beer for the night, because if I had two of these, I'm done. Like, like I'm totally done, but <laughs> I don't even want you refilling your taster. That's how strong this guy is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Well, I might, but you never know. Um, anyway, uh, on the icky, oh, man, mm. <laughs> I, I I love to throw caution to the wind, but ten, <laughs> ten, didn't yeah, you throw, it's good. Seven. <laughs> I was say, didn't you get like a high icky to like a sixteen percenter before like <laughs> oh the the rise on dextra like, yeah, yeah so yeah. good. You know I love to throw caution to the wind, but I think tonight. Oh wait, wait, where's my caution? It's gone. <laughs> it's out the window. AJ, give me your scores, please, sir. Um. Yeesh. Two and a half for me. Um, and uh, Icky's going to be pretty low. I'm not liking this one. I'm going to give it a three. If you have it and I'm trying to get a head start, I'll drink it. <laughs> but uh, um, nah, nah. 
All right, Christian, help bring it back up a little bit. <laughs> oh, so the uh, average doesn't drop I've too bad. I've been spending the entire time trying to find something about this beer I don't like. <laughs> and ten to, and ten. to be fair, the, the first taste I had of it was on tap, and this is now in can. And this is actually, I don't want to say it's just as good, but like I can't figure out a difference. I think it's just as good out of the can. <laughs> that never happens. Um. That's a testament to the freshness of the beer, of this of this beer too. Well, yeah, they they were like just canned like what two months ago or something. Not even, I don't think. No, not even. Um, so uh, I'm gonna give it a five. Ooh. I I can't think of a single go. thing I don't like about it. <laughs> hold, the, hold hold off on the, the jingle balls. I'm not going to give it a ten on the icky. This is not a crushable beer. But well, this, not, that, this, not that might be the I closest th- thing you get. Like getting a five on a winter beer might be the closest you get. Yeah, I'm, I, exactly. That's, I, I had to take my chance because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, as for the icky, I'm going to be a little more conservative than than Brian. This this is a ten percent warm yourself up beer. Um, if you drink more than three of these, you're going straight to bed. Uh, hell, if you drink more than one of these, you're probably going straight to bed. Yeah. Um, straight to jam. I'll, I'll give it a six. All right. All right. Brian, you might want to pick them jingle, <laughs> jingle bells back up because I'm also going five on this. Um, I think I was pretty clear that this might be my favorite <laughs> of the winter be- beers in this style. I'm not going to keep naming them because name dropping other people just seems kind of rude at this point. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I mean, this is fantastic. I think it's that little bit of extra fruit that kind of helps it take it over the hump over the other ones. Um, super well-built beer. Again, when does ship bottom miss? Yeah, I, 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 got, not, I got nothing <laughs> I mean, else they have this entire this. line of sours, which you guys all seem to love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I've got nothing but praise for this beer. So I'm going to give it a five. And on the icky, I'm right there with you, Bri. Caution to the wind. I'm going seven. <laughs> and you know what? I think it's it's the way I'm thinking about it is the inverse of how you're thinking about it, Christian. I'm thinking, hmm, this is a 10. Madoff's usually like a 12. I'm gonna crush uh, the fuck out of this guy. Okay, I um, thought you were you were gonna say after drinking one of these that you would of course just pound the next two. Probably, probably <laughs> that as well. Oh, I forgot. This is a ten. And Whoopsie. then I would wake up three days later and be like, "That's right." I wish I could take the next week off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just didn't really... I buy some of the, the bottle of snow monster? Where did that thing go? It's just really, it's just really experiment <laughs> with a ten the, and over. The one with Yukon Cornelius, baby, he's right there on the logo. You can't miss I him. I swear to God, he's on there. You put uh, four of those through the Kong back to back, my guy. What the fuck are you talking you're gonna about? The like? hospital. That's what you're talking <laughs> about. I was gonna say, you get a fucking vomit. You get a projectile vomit cover that tree. That ain't snow on there. Jesus. All right, uh, let's take a quick commercial and get to one beer that I think we're all pretty excited about. Well, you you played that song, and now I have to, to to say, why would you let an elderly woman off her meds trek through the snow in the middle of the night unattended? 
to go get them. Because you drank it. Can you ever listen to the song and listen how Grandpa's taking this really well? Really well. <laughs> really well. That, She's that's, got a that's why. Huge life insurance policy. There was a whole movie <laughs> about that. Um, I don't know, but I, I love Real Big Fish's Christmas music. Just we let Grandma walk in so the snow because we were drinking abominable snow monsters. That's, that's <laughs> it. That's the Maybe she was too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why she left. Everyone was like, Grandma, sit down. Sleep on the couch. You're she, here for the night. She's like, I'm going to go find she Yukon Cornelius. You, you live in Jersey, Grandma. It's 45 minutes away. <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys ready? Am I ready? You guys have been anticipating this for an entire year. Are you ready? Oh, no. My my body is not prepared. What is it? This. Oh, I know what it is. Upcoming beer that we're about to drink right now is the 2021 edition of Rogue's Santa's Private Reserve. Gimme, 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 gimme. See, I'm already judging because it doesn't come in the glorious bottle that the peppermint bark from last year came in. Yeah, it's not in the very beautiful bomber That does hurt a little bit, but this one is called Kringle Crusher, and this is an ale, so we're already different. It's an ale, not a stout. What? This is an ale with natural vanilla flavor. Aged on rum barrel chips. So it's a vanilla rum ale as opposed to a peppermint bark milk stout. Hmm. So they went very different this year. So we should have it with that Coke Sour. Coke Sour? What? Rum and Coke? Coke? Uh. This one is 8.3% alcohol by volume. It's 33 IBUs. The SRM, which has has to do with color, is 58 and it's a whole long spiel on the side of this can here. So That's nobody's getting an any for a little just while. Just so you know. It is dark for an ale. It's very dark for an ale. Um, so it says, when Santa caught Krampus stealing his beloved rum balls, he offered Krampus a choice, either give him back or wrestle for him. Krampus, blinded by the allure of the delicious sweets, chose to face Santa in the ring. <laughs> A poor choice, as not even a full minute into the fight, Santa knocked Krampus down and landed a devastating elbow drop. Krampus, writhing in pain, conceded the match and handed over the rum balls, the elbow drop, forever known as the Kringle Crusher. And Santa's love for the confection are the inspiration for this year's (laughs) Santa's Private Reserve. Enjoy. And their wonderful flavor star that they put on the back of the cans for us says that this one is uh, super vanilla, very malty, kind of oaky, and that's it. And that's all we got here. What? It says pair, so, <clears throat> pair with all gratin potatoes, honey glazed ham, and rum balls. So uh, I see huh. none of those things here. Yeah, what the fuck? We well, can prepare. You know, you can get some more of this and take it to your Christmas we dinner need a when chef. you have uh, honey glazed ham. And yeah, we do. So wait, why? Why did Krampus? Agree to an athletic event when literally the majority of his name is Cramp. Because <laughs> he was horny for them balls. That's also, right. like Krampus also has a gut just like uh, like Santa. Mamacita. So, so um, guys, I do have a question because I was looking around the can because it is a plethora of information on here, which yeah, is awesome. Lot. I tried to cover as much of it as I could. Pairs with al gratin potatoes, honey glazed ham, and God, rum balls. I, I, I covered that. Now. Did you find something else I missed, though? Um, I Well... I was looking under the can because a lot of times that says when it was canned and all that stuff. Um, it was canned in September, but it has a want to chat. Text us. 
We got Wait, to is right it a nine hundred number? We have to text this number. No, right well, now. I mean, it's on the can, so I can say this publicly. <laughs> this is a nine hundred yeah, number. Yeah. Uh, if <laughs> anyone wants to text, everybody shut up. If anyone wants to text along with us, it is five four one eight one nine zero four four nine. Again, that's five four one eight one nine zero four four nine to text Rogue Brewing Company that they were advertising on their own. So. I'm not just throwing out random numbers. <laughs> now, do we want to hit them with, hey, do you want to come on our podcast, or do we just go with the classic, <laughs> hey, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just tell them we're drinking it right now. Just just see where the conversation goes. Just hey. just wait, wait, wait. Just hit them with a, you up. Hey, baby. Hit them with a, you up. <laughs> hey, baby, I miss you. <laughs> they, they respond with a... a New phone. Who dis? <laughs> oh, that would be sick. That would be sick. Hold on a second. You gonna send them a picture? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the microphone too. I'm block okay, Ryan's so that out. that area code is from Oregon. I was gonna say I also looked that up. That <laughs> I is, had to that go. That is see. where Rogue is based out okay. of. So while while we're while Brian is texting uh, whoever is in charge of this, so number. I sent them a picture of it next to the microphone. And I just put you up. <laughs> I'm not lying. That's, that's 100% what I just sent. Can you screenshot that and say, I want to tweet that out? <laughs> Can you read back that number just make sure I text the wrong, right person? Uh, it's 514. I'm just kidding. 541 819 All right. Sweet. Nice. All right. I hope, that, I hope that uh, does something. That's going to be like uh, Santa says you're naughty. So while, while we're in... Uh, in like tense, tense suspension here, waiting for yeah. the answer. Let's talk about this beer because Christ Almighty! They have to say, if they I have to if say I something. send you a screenshot, can you post it on our like Snapchat or some shit? AJ's, AJ's, yeah, AJ's I'm gonna, gonna post tweet it. it. Yeah, I'm gonna post it everywhere, and we have to tag them. So, is it weird? I'm tasting that kind of sweetness you taste from rum. That shouldn't be in the chips, right? Well, it could. It could make it in. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He, he's like, oh, get a picture of the number. Are yeah, you, okay. Are you trying to selfie with the bottom of the can? AJ, <laughs> hey, I just sent it over to you. I'm about to send you the, the cool, cool picture of the bottom of the can. Uh, yeah, so this is a dark. Um, this really tastes heavy for an ale. It's very dark, <laughs> and it even has. I'm assuming it's picking up from the the barrel chips. Ro- mm. Super roasty. Yeah, and I'm, I'm getting the that best like way. vanilla rum flavor, but like I'm getting the sweetness. It's probably just the malts. I feel like Captain Jack Sparrow with all the rum. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of vanilla. I I got smacked in the face with vanilla almost yeah. instantly. Really? Well, vanilla and rum are inherently like this. That's a true. Similar they, taste. They, they go. They do go together. But I got I got a lot of vanilla on my first sip, and now it's rum, and I love it. I'm getting a little more beery. I could drink this forever. Give me more. I'm getting ghosted, so hoping, you guys get whatever you want. I'm hoping they text us back <laughs> soon so we can tell them about how much we love this. My my only negative thing I think I have to say about this... That it's not last year's? It's not quite as good as <laughs> last year's. It's not like... Man, they, they set a high... They did set an incredibly high bar last year. Last year was insane. Now, what, I, what I'd like is to try this in a bomber bottle and see if it being in a bottle, because I know in particular ales can come out very different in the glass bottle than they do in um, a can if they're like bottle treated. 
So maybe that would push it that extra edge. Hmm. So rogue bomber bottle, please. Yeah, I do. I do miss the pageantry that came with last <laughs> with last year. It was just such a like. You saw that bottle on the shelf, and you were pageantry? like, "Pageantry!" You stuck your God thumb in my eye. Damn. We we were fighting over the bottle like a bunch of ch- <laughs> bunch of chimpanzees. So I know I had my own bottle for our Zoom meetings that I drank through one of them. Like we had. Oh my God. I know we talked about it last year, and we'll talk about it again. So, from year to year, this beer gets very different. Obviously, last year's was a peppermint bark milk stout, which I think was the like first perfect five ten across the board. Um, considering AJ was involved in that, that says something. Uh, and obviously, this year is the ale with vanilla and bourbon, uh, bourbon chips, I guess, bourbon barrel chips. But uh, how disappointing would it have been to get have gotten 20, 2019's Santa's Private Reserve? Which was a strong ale with mushrooms. What? Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes we see those things and they turn out to be like the best. Like yeah. when we're like, this That's is freaking weird. Especially with these two as our experience, I have to imagine it was somehow not bad. Okay. I, I like that you guys are more positive than I expected you but, to be. But that, <laughs> I don't know that, about that, that one. That, that is, a, that is a, uh, definitely, if I saw that in a store... I don't think I'd pick it up. 2018's, however, does sound really good. So uh, I should have read the the nuts and bolts on 19's, but I'll give them to you in a minute. So 18's was a Belgian dark with tangerines and boysenberries. Belgian dark with tangerines. That sounds interesting. Boysenberry and sounds interesting. The, yeah, good, uh, but doesn't scream Christmas to me. Nuts and bolts. Well, boysenberry kind of. Like, that's a flavor that I feel like you only see advertised around this time of year, and uh, most of the time it's fake. you live in North America and go to IHOP any day of the week. That's true. That's very true. I forgot that they have the boysenberry. Uh, so. All year long, baby. Um, so the nuts and bolts on 18s was 7.9% ABV, so it was lighter in alcohol content. It was 22 IBUs. It doesn't have the SRM or any of that fun stuff. What was the um, ABV on 2020 again? I'm, I'm going to go through them all in a second. So that was 7.9 for 18. 19 was 8.1% ABV, so it's lighter. I think last year's was even higher. I want to say last year's was like 10. 12. I thought it was 10 at least. Uh, so 8.1 for 2019, 20 IBUs, and 31 on the SRMs. And then 2020, which we all want to forget that year except for this beer, that's for sure. <laughs> That was the good. That was the good part of it. Yeah. that beer. So this was a milk stout, a chocolate stout with peppermint bark. Uh, the ABV nine is not even it? on here. Look on Rogue's page; it's not there. That I means mean, it must I have mean, been high. Do we still have the bottle at your house, Christian? I still have a bottle somewhere. Okay, we'll and, figure that out. <laughs> and I was I was noticing going back that all of the other ones, uh, eighteen and nineteen, were both uh, done in twenty-two ounce bottles. Last year's, because of the pandemic, they skipped kegging and bomber bottled it in the 750. So I think that was a special 2020 wow. thing because there were no bars Jeez. accepting anything. Uh, let's look at 2017. Let's just go back an extra year and just have fun with it. Ooh. Now this has given me all kinds of information. <laughs> this was another Belgian dark with raspberries and cherries. And this one has 7.8% ABV, 23 IBUs, 
20 degrees Play-Doh. And then there's some other numbers here that I don't understand what they are. See, I'm really glad that this is giving you something because all it's giving me is FOMO. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't do this. We didn't have these. That one sounded really good. So did the the one with boysenberries and tangerines. Every Uh, year from here on out, they just go up another percent. That would be fun. 40% alcohol. Whoa, whoa. What is the highest beer right now? 56 or something stupid. (laughs) I don't remember what that was. 56, Jesus. There, There is a ridiculously strong beer. And they, they just keep making a slightly stronger version of it every year. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty weird uh, tactic. Like, hey, yeah, every year we're going to bump this up. But, I don't know if we're going to tell you. But we do have a 2021 that's pretty good that we should get back to talking about. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, instead of just reminiscing over beers that we haven't had. So, um, yeah, that like, like Christian said, that's the only negative I can find is it's not quite as mind-blowing as last year's, but it's still a phenomenal beer. And I don't think I've had anything from Rogue that's bad. We don't do a lot of Rogues on this show. We did their pumpkin uh, over the pumpkin time of the year. But that's all I can think of. Yeah, it's definitely been a while. But this, I mean, for what it is, I'm trying to, like, separate and, like, you know, not judge it based on last year because it's a totally (laughs) different style with totally different flavors. This is a completely different beer just because it's from the same company in the same line. Um, Yeah. Absolutely holds very little to no similarities. Um, I do like that they didn't go the normal stout route, even though last year I will concede was better. Um, but I think that the ale is a bold move in this like period of time where you're everyone's doing something Everyone, heavy yeah. and desserty, and um, I think they did really well with an ale, like keeping those flavors of the season, but it's not heavy. And it didn't get like because ales can get kind of weird. Um, it very stayed on task, which I very much enjoyed. It. I'm sorry, rum, vanilla rum chips are a staple of your season. I my family <laughs> sucks apparently. <laughs> Sitting around the fire eating our rum chips. Uh, you know we have like cranberry sauce and turkey. Yeah. That, that's Thanksgiving. That's, that's a month ago. That's, that's oh, that's a month ago. We do it again for Christmas. We we don't we like my family never did like seven fishes and stuff growing up. So well, it's that's basically all, that's just like the Italian family. A slightly smaller version of Thanksgiving for Christmas. What I want to know is numbers, Brian. So uh, for this one, it's very very good. Oh, man, I'm gonna go with a. I'm going to go with a 4.75. Very, very good. And I just literally contradicted myself by saying, I'm not going to judge this off of last year, but because last <laughs> but year was so yeah, good, right. I can't give it the perfect score. Uh, I need an icky. Uh, for the icky, um, this one with the rum aging is not very crushable. Uh, that being said, crushable for me uh, is always a little bit of a, you know, a tip scale. So I'm going to go with a seven on this. Okay. AJ. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not tasting like exactly maybe vanilla on the aftertaste, but I'm not really getting anything specific from it. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, just because, you know, it tastes like, like stuff I've had. It's not like wildly different. 
because my palate is trained to only taste beer, apparently. Um, for the icky, I'm going to go uh, right in the middle around a five. This is something I could drink around more people. I'm not going to drink it by myself just because that feels like it would be depressing, especially around Christmas. So, yeah. Uh, before you give your numbers, I do have an answer. Last year's ABV was exactly the same as this one. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Christian, your numbers there. Um, so on the core, um, it is just shy of perfection for me. Um, usually, and this happens usually when uh, oak chips are used instead of aging it in the cask, the oak doesn't quite take on the same... Um, body and characteristic which works here which is why i'm not going to hit it hard i'm just going to give it a 4.9 <laughs> you know just a, a you know lazy 4.9 um it is just shy of of perfection in in terms of of taste and and implementation i i think this is great and i'm gonna go a little bit higher um icky than the abominable was because I definitely think it's a little smoother. I definitely think I could drink this much faster. In fact, I did drink my tasters <laughs> much faster. So no, I'm going to give it a... tasters. tasters. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you said tasters, so you had more than one. Yes. Like I did. Oh, I had. I had, I have two of both. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, uh, derailed train of thought. So I'm, I'm going to go with a 7.5 on the Eki. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Brian, I am with you on, you know, we shouldn't be judging against last year, but last year stands up yeah. to, like, so much scrutiny. And Christian, I'm with you on the actual uh, number there. It's a 4.9. It's, if it wasn't for last year's, it might be a 5. This beer is so good, but, <laughs> like, there's nothing that can take that that mantle, you know? Uh, there's nothing that can bring that down for me. So I'm going to go 4.9, and I'm going to go an 8 on the icky. I think I could throw this guy down, and I'm going to find out in a minute when I crack another one. I think that I could do some real damage with this one. So. Damage to yourself. I think the only thing left to do here is uh, do the recap. <laughs> Plugging away at those numbers since we don't have any electronic help today. Yeah. What we always talk about. <laughs> we always... We always fucking talk about we don't we have this electronic help so we don't need it but now yeah, today um, Ryan is doing math now we have hand. to do math. Um, Does your phone have a calculator? Ah, uh, yeah. Did, did still, I tell I mean, you I actually meant four point nine seven eight five? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that, especially because since I'm doing it by hand, no, I am rounding anyway. AJ, can your phone <laughs> go on Google Docs? My phone could I mean, go on yeah. Google Docs, but that's a lot of work to go all the way in there. And like try to type on the phone, especially because I'm you know done. <laughs> Touch screens are the worst possible computer interface. So ever. I'll do my recap now. It's gonna I gotta like pick this up to read do it from then. <laughs> the outright winner on the icky, not on the icky, on the core first. I'm reading numbers backwards here. The outright number on the core is the Rogue Santa's Private Reserve at a 4.39. That's rounded because it was a big decimal, and I didn't have enough room on the paper to write the big decimal. Followed fairly closely by the Abominable Snow Monster at a 4.25. That was a nice even number. And the Concha Hocken coming in last but not least at a 3.625. 
And then they get a little different on the Aki, but it's still the same winner. It's still the Rogue Santa's Private Reserve at a 6.875, followed very closely by the Kanchi at a 6.75, and the Abominable Snow Monster at 5.75. So super strong night for beers that are all above 5% alcohol by volume. So a great night on the Aki as far as I'm concerned. I mean, everything well above 5, almost almost everything above a 6. Somebody took something off <clears throat> AJ of the abominable snow monster to bring it down below a 6, but still. I mean, I'm not mad about this. This was this is a great way to to get me set to walk back to my family and <laughs> deal with those people. I've had a, you a mean lot of stumble. Well, yeah, it'll be a little bit of a stumble. Let's get ready to stumble. Um <clears throat> yeah, anybody else have anything they want to say about this episode cuz Someone asked Mary Chrysler. <laughs> Mary Christmas. Um, I'm just upset that uh, Rogue still left me on red. Yeah, so. back. I was going to check it with that before we before we fully capped off. Someone asked, "Why are these holiday beers always so hard hitting? Why do they feel like they have to knock you out?" And I feel like the answer is pretty simple, pretty obvious, because they know you got to deal with your family. Yep. So uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, find some more 12 percenters and, you know, ruin Christmas. Everyone go ruin Christmas. All right. So actually, right that. after I say that, I get good choice cheers. Okay. They completely ignored the you up, but I guess it's self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna hit them with the, hey, we do a beer podcast. Would you like to come on at some you point? Wanna, you want to call? <laughs> you're going to hear you're going to hear like a record scratch after we close this episode out and it's going to. Be like, okay, well, they called us. Yeah, right. I I would think that it's more of a uh, automated line that you know. Get him to send forever. you. A I feel like an automated line would have been quicker though. That's what I would have yeah, thought yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> Someone's not manning the company phone right now. They're like, I'm on vacation, buddy. Yeah, right. What are you fucking texting me for? Yeah. He's probably in home putting his jammies on. It's after <laughs> office hours. He's cracking a can of this, trying to settle down for the holidays. He's like, why Why did the, we do the this? The kids are still running around because someone gave them candy at school. Every four-pack has a different number yeah. to a different employee's <laughs> phone. <laughs> uh, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> so I think uh, while Brian is texting them, and maybe we'll have a development for you soon, the, uh, we're going to skip AJ's whole spiel because it's, it's, it's Christmas. Christmas. You guys have already done your shopping. Merry Christmas. We're going to sign off with the only thing you could possibly sign off with. Happy Christmas. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> and a happy Honda days to you. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, right? Well, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me.